Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning. You're listening to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. This is Dr. Caroline O'Sullivan with Holistic Veterinary Care and Acupuncture Center in Prescott Valley, Arizona. I want to welcome you all to the show this morning. It's going to be chock full of information about many, many different topics about a brave little dog and her um, persevering owner, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I wanted to invite all of our listeners to join in the show today by calling in questions, emailing questions, anything you'd like to join in the show and ask our wonderful guest today, Krista Wilson, anything you'd like to, and myself as well. You can call into the show at any time by dialing 347-215-6138. And also view the show at blogtalkradio.com backslash Sylvia Global. If you're listening on a podcast, feel free to email your questions in by contacting us at listeners at sylviaglobal.com. So once again, give us a call, ask us the questions because there's going to be some important things in here. We know that you guys all love your pets and I hope that this conversation for the next hour rings true and gives a lot of inspiration, maybe some frustration, and a ton of information. So once again, call and join us, please, at 347-215-6138. So, good morning, Krista. How are you today? Good morning, Carolyn. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. i got, got my uh, cup of coffee here and so much to talk to you about, so I'm excited. Um, so, I am too. Okay. <laughs> uh, Krista is the owner and best friend and advocate for her little um, doggy. And okay, when I say little, I'm used to English Mastiff, so having a 30-pound dog is still little to me. So I apologize to anyone <laughs> I may have offended. Um, now, her um, Krista's friend is named Minnie, and Minnie has had a, it's fair to say, a tumultuous life. Is that fair? Yes. Krista? Yes. With, <laughs> with medical issues. Now, um, I'm going to turn this over to Krista to give us um, a broad sweep of her relationship and her medical experiences with Minnie, and then we're going to go into much more detail because there's so many important lessons that Minnie and her health providers and her treatments and how she ended up here, where she's currently at, can teach us. So, Krista, if you wouldn't mind, if you could give a broad stroke uh, about your relationship with Minnie and how I'm sitting here staring at medical records from the Dermatology <laughs> Clinic and University of Minnesota and uh, about, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight other hospitals all over the place. So go ahead. Get us started, please. All right. Thank you, Carolyn. Um, Minnie is my little Doxy Terrier mix, and she's 12 and a half years old. I adopted her when she was four, and she was a rescue from West Virginia. I was in Minnesota at the time. Uh, Minnie weighed 35 pounds when I got her, so for a little Doxy Terrier, that was pretty much <laughs> overweight. Uh, she didn't look real good. Her hair had grown out. Her um, caretaker at the time that was taking care of her said that when they found her, she had allergies and fleas so bad that she had no hair on her body. So her hair had grown right. back, but she was a mess. And so we started. She was already on antibiotics and steroids when I picked her up, and I was not familiar with a dog having allergies. She was just a, a very laid-back, sweet little girl, and so I didn't realize her problems were as bad as they were. So mm -hmm. I took her to my vet to have her examined and everything, and he looked at her and he said, I want you to look at her skin. And so he would pull her hair apart, and he said, see these little red dots underneath each hair follicle? That is like she is not just itching, but like her whole body is on fire. And mm -hmm. he said he had never, 
I treated uh, my vet has had all my dogs, um, and I love him dearly and took good care of her. But he said that's the worst case of allergies he had ever seen. So she had the allergies. I took her to a specialist. We tried different foods. We tried different medications. We tried. She was constantly on antibiotics and steroids. So after the first year, she had her first knee surgery. Then after the second year, she had her second knee surgery. <laughs> and then so three what years ago, she, she had put in well, when I when I took, she had a cruciate lig, cruciate ligament. Oh was one of uh-huh. them, and, you know, I don't remember what the second one was, but it had, like, three different problems. And okay. when I took her in, he said, you do know that she's going to have to have knee surgery. And I looked at him, and I said, no. And he said, well, didn't they tell you that? <laughs> well, it was in her papers, but Krista didn't read that. <laughs> and I said, I don't care. I, I mean, I fell in love with her. I wanted her. Whatever it takes, I'll take care of her. And he said, and normally when they have the one problem within a year or so, they usually need the other knee surgery done. And that's what had happened with many. So this is a a really important point here with the knees on these guys. So if you could just repeat what you said. And this is true for small dog, big dog, um, that the knee problem that Chris is talking about is one of them was a cranial cruciate rupture or or, rupture. here, and that is the same as in people in ACL. Normally, it's a sports injury, um, you know, where you plant your foot and twist, and the ligaments that hold your tibia underneath your kneecap to the knee joint itself um, tears, and it is quite painful, and it is not something that will heal on its own the way it was before, Uh, and um, surgery is the thing that most people uh, the, the most recommendations for dealing with these things. Um, and the surgeries usually go quite well, you know, depending on the skill of the surgeon and the severity of the problem and the health of the patient. Uh, and then the second one, with the, you said there were three things that needed to be fixed. Now, right. usually, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that's, cons- that's considered the medial luxating patella. That's when the kneecap of these guys slides over to the middle, and it's either because this, this spot on the end of your femur, your long bone in your leg is too shallow or the ligament, the tendons and the fascia that hold it in place are too loose on one side or too tight on the other and your kneecap on these guys actually slips. It pops out and in and in and out and in and out and there are five grades of that medial luxating patella. But um, as soon as it gets to the point where the kneecap's out of place more often than it is in place, causing inflammation, causing discomfort, causing gait abnormalities, those types of things. Um, the fix for that is surgery. You can do what you can for joint support with glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, all of those wonderful things. But this is a structural problem that needs the help of usually a surgeon. And then um, if you can tell us, Krista, how did recovery from both these um, orthopedic surgeries go? Both recoveries went well. Um, of course, being the little princess that she is, I got her a stroller. <laughs> so she, couldn't, she wasn't supposed to be walking distances at all for the first six weeks, and I wanted her to get out and have fresh air and be with me, and she took that stroller like uh, a fish to water. That was, she still loves that stroller, <laughs> and so she got her air, and she was able to, to be with me and not be left behind. Uh, she did well with the recovery. I know that I have had other friends that have had the same problems and they've had the surgeries done or some opted not to. And I would never, you know, that's a personal decision. I can't imagine constantly being in pain. I know they have braces and stuff for that, but she was still a young dog and I wasn't going to let her go through life like that. So, she, yeah, she did well. She was a good little patient. And she was on antibiotics and such for pre-existing steroids during these surgeries, yes? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so and what's next in Minnie's life with veterinary So then medicine? we, after, <laughs> after, the, after all, uh, we kept going. Uh, she had to go in constantly. She always had urinary infections. Uh, mm-hmm. Her allergies were bad. I mean, I tried it. I tried holistic. I tried Reiki. I did, uh, tried CRA, which is the, um, I can't remember what it, what it stands for, um, it's hands-on healing, and I can had. You um, to our listening, 
Oh, sorry, honey. I didn't mean to think Go ahead. Can you explain to our listening audience what Reiki is? Because there might be people out there that don't know. Okay. Reiki, actually, I met the lady when I was walking Minnie at the park, and she saw us, and Minnie had on a little T-shirt, and she was a Reiki master. And it's something that um, it's, it's hands-on healing in energy for people that you can, you can learn to do yourself, on yourself, or with your pets. And um, I had taken two of her courses, but when she saw Minnie, she had never tried it on um, animals. And she said, mm-hmm. I would love to try it on her if you would let me. She says, I didn't, she, did, she didn't know why she was wearing a T-shirt. And I said, because she's always itching and scratching and bleeding. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. did try it, and I did notice some relief with her. Um, I just think that it's something that I would have had to do on a daily basis. I mean, I tried it. I got books. Um, there's a wonderful book out there called uh, Four Paws, Five Directions. Yeah, uh, my which favorite. Is, my favorite. Is, okay, you've, that's right. You have that one. Um, you know, it's just something that if you if you start it, you have to continue it. And obviously, I didn't continue it with with her so much. I had someone else do it for me. I uh-huh. felt that they were better qualified. It did help her. We did put her on supplements and stuff, but I still had to take her into uh, my vet for Western medicine. And Western medicine is wonderful, and they they save your dog and they do all kinds of surgeries that prolong their lives and everything, but she was constantly on steroids and antibiotics, and she always had urinary infections, and as soon as she got over that, then she'd start another round of antibiotics or steroids. It was a never-ending cycle. Okay, and, so um, what I want to... Oh, I'm so sorry I keep cutting you off. I'm so sorry. No, that's um, all right. I just want to, I, I want to make the point for our audience that it, I guess it's somewhat obvious, um, but... When we try something for the, our patients, for my patients, for your loved ones, be it antibiotics or steroids, and then you go through one course, and then you go through another course, and then you modify and you go through another course, it truly, in my opinion, if you try the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, it truly is the definition of insanity. And that's... Mm-hmm. Then the hope is wonderful, and the investigation is wonderful into other things like this, your Reiki experience and such. But during the course of these surgeries and wearing T-shirts and being in my stroller and those types of things, your little dog's on fire. Um, now, for for you, which we've gone over together many times, but for the listening audience, it's important that we know that when you are on antibiotics, you are actually trying to kill organisms, you know, bacteria or something along that line that is causing disease. Along with that comes the, um, the organisms that are good, our good bacteria, our probiotics in our GI tract that help us to absorb the foods that we eat and the meds that we take and those types of things also suffer consequences. So many was on antibiotics of many different kinds for a very, very, very long time for her allergies, if I'm not mistaken, and her urinary Correct. And Correct. we saw no improvement. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And then with steroids, steroids are um, at a certain dose are considered an anti-inflammatory, and then steroids at higher doses can actually um, work on your immune system, okay, and not in a, not in a bolstering way. It actually um, tips that if you're having an immune response to something, we can change doses and do a lot of work that way. But steroids also have their own side effects. So a lot of times the liver um, is not happy about having long-term steroids. The steroids can um, have uh, effects on the GI tract as well. Um, you know, stomach irritation, GI irritation, you know, gastrointestinal irritation, those types of things. So the choices that Krista had to make with her doctors are trying to choose the lesser of two evils, in my opinion. You know, your dog is suffering, our dog is itching, our dog is self-mutilating, meaning that she's itching so much she actually bleeds. Is that correct? Was she doing that? Right, yes. yes. Right. So, so we're now at the point where she's on steroids, on antibiotics, 
uh, chronic urinary tract infections, two knee surgeries. And right. what comes next, my dear? <laughs> then three years ago, <laughs> it she had... It just keeps getting better, doesn't it? <laughs> it just keeps getting better. <laughs> um, she was always going in for the urine infections, okay? So I finally took her in again. She was always being tested, and they did... Um, the uh, x-rays on her to see what was going on and really couldn't find anything. And I had taken her in on a Friday, and my vet called me and said, "Um, I want you to take her to the emergency hospital. He said, there's something going on with her that I cannot detect. He says, I'm looking at her x-ray, and he's not a radiologist, but he was worried about her because um, something was just not right. So, of course, I picked her up, took her to the emergency room, and... um, I wasn't sure what was going to go on. So when I talked to the doctor there, he called me and he said um, that they were going to have to go in and remove one of her kidneys. Now, they didn't know for sure um, if it was going to be both, if it was going to be something that was going to be fatal. He said right now what that image was that my vet saw on the x-ray was that she had a stone that was blocking the urethra and her uh-huh. kidney was completely full of pus. Yes. And you just so, did a wonderful job of describing what pyelonephritis means. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I was, I was just set to, to, to wait to see what would happen. He says, we won't know till we go in, you know, if she's going to make it or not. And she had been this little dog that had shown me so much patience and understanding of what she was going through and always being such a sweet, sweet soul that if it were me, I wouldn't be that nice going through all that stuff. So when she got done with the surgery, he called and he said everything went fine. Um, They removed the kidney and they were just going to keep her, you know, I could come see her tomorrow and uh, see how it was going. Well, less than 24 hours, she was back home, which just astounded me. Because right. <laughs> right. And uh, so here we were. Um, her incision was from top to bottom on her tummy, and mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for that because when I saw her, she just had this little patch on her back, and I thought, well, that's <laughs> that's not bad. Well, that I was the. Was a, uh, I think that was a fentanyl patch, Krista. Yeah, that, that was the patch. Yes. Patch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so then we started a whole new. Um, road of recovery of one kidney and really, really having to uh, see what that would bring. And then she went to the University of Minnesota Hospital after yep. that. And and to be perfectly honest, um, um, I'm sure Dr. O'Sullivan is going to have to tell me what was in the records. I don't even remember anymore. But I just know that I had to take her in once a month to have a urine culture done. Yes. And it was um, okay, antibiotics, steroids, antibiotic steroids. And I, I knew from my friend that was doing the um, healing treatments on her that her immune system was really down. We did the supplements. Right. And um, you could tell she just didn't have the energy. And pretty soon um, she was having a harder time, like jumping up on the hassock where she loved to lay. And she was right. having a harder time going up the steps and stuff. So um, uh, about a year and a half ago, I made the decision to move to Arizona uh, for a lot of reasons, and everybody said, oh, this will be great for her allergies. It will be the best thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find so out that. Really never been to Arizona. Really yeah, obviously not. <laughs> Just to say that my allergies have gotten worse 10 times. <laughs> but it has. Oh, I was uh, hoping that I could find somebody that was a holistic vet that could get me on the right road with Minnie because whatever time she had, I wanted her to have a quality of life. I wanted her to be able to be that little dog that could play and be outside and not constantly be taking medications just to keep going. And so that's when I found you, and we've been doing holistic on her for over a year, and she is a totally different dog. (laughs) She's so... I want, to, I want to rewind for you and everyone that's listening to this saga um, of Little Minnie. Um, when you went to University of Minnesota, she had yes. had her nephrectomy, meaning that that's, that's what the nephrect and the N-E-P-H-R means kidney and ectomy means removal. So nephrectomy means moving, removing a kidney due to severe pyelonephritis, which you've already done a great job describing it. They pus 
filled kidney, which is just no good. No, 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 no. Mm. Um, then she had a stone in there that was blocking her exit. You know, so none of this pus, none of this horrible stuff in her body could get out. Now she had a history at that point of having uh, a bacteria in her bladder that you were saying she had chronic UTIs, urinary tract infections. E. coli was the bug that she's been growing for a long, 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 long time. And correct. Um, you at that point, your you know your records and our history together indicates she was being switched from antibiotic to antibiotic to antibiotic to antibiotic to antibiotic, to antibiotic based on these cultures that the poor girl was having of her urine every 90 days or at, at some point after you got to University of Minnesota it ended up being every month but she right. had been on antibiotic and steroid for many many moons prior to this happening so her immune system was getting tired of being on steroids her body was trying to looking at antibiotics you know because hopefully our listening audience knows or has heard of antibiotic resistance okay so um, the antibiotic resistance happens when a certain bad bug, a bacteria, or, um, is exposed to an antibiotic over a course of time, either at a dose that doesn't kill them all or the antibiotics are stopped too early and only the strongest bugs survive so that when it comes back, the bacteria that grow are now resistant to that kind of drug, that kind of antibiotic. And all the kinds of antibiotics that live in that family with that drug. So with many, by the time at the end of, let's see here, um, gosh, uh, at the end of 2011, she had already been on antibiotics almost constantly. She had a kidney removed. She had her knee surgeries, which are related to her, but not related to her, you know, overall inflammation and those things. That being said, how do I know? How do I know that her knees, her ligaments, her tendons, that joint wasn't also constantly inflamed, you know, that right, right. swelling, loss of function, pain, and it just showed up in a different way, just a different branch on her tree. Um, and so at that point, she had been on many, many different kinds of antibiotics with no success in getting rid of her bacterial problem in her urinary tract system that had ultimately caused her to already lose one kidney. Is that fair, Right. Yes, absolutely, yes. It's it's huge. I mean, that's huge and very, very frustrating for a veterinarian who tries to do everything that's by the book. You know, you see Correa says it's susceptible to this kind of med. You put them on this kind of med, the dog comes back, maybe feels a bit better, a bit this, a bit that, but then all of a sudden this bug, this bacteria, this E. coli, is now resistant to your choices of antibiotics or you're growing something different. Because in the bladder, as well as many other places in the body, you don't just have one bug in an organ, in an area of your body. But if you start to kill off one using antibiotics, sometimes other ones that were not as numerous, not as obvious as the bigger you know, uh, um, organism. In this case, to be specific, many had E. coli. She had a ton of E. coli and that she had yes. other things growing, like Proteus and other gross things, to be perfectly frank with you. So as soon as they started killing off E. coli, the Proteus raised its ugly head, and it starts to show up on these damn cultures. And to deal with Proteus, you have to deal with a completely different kind of drug. And so it's not getting easier. It's not getting more simple. It's not getting resolved. It kept getting more complicated. For and we're sitting here looking at this dog who's already lost one of its major body organs to this problem, and we're not making great strides. That's one person's opinion. So um, cut me off here, Krista. Tell me what you were thinking, what you're feeling while you're going to University of Minnesota or any of these other hospitals trying to, you know, all these doctors there are doing their damnedest, doing their best, trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do for your girl. Tell me where you were in your head and your heart. They were at a loss. My vet, who I've had for umpteen years for all my dogs, he he's, he went online. He took out books. He studied everything. He said he was so frustrated. He felt so bad because every time he thought he had a handle on it, something else would happen because, you uh-huh. know, like you said, the E. coli, the infections, one after the other. When I took her to the University of Minnesota, um, I remember telling my vet that the young doctor that I had, 
kind of made me feel like, well, either we're going to take her off. All, the, way, the way it was worded was uh, you can take her off of everything and just let her crash and see what happens. And I'm going, wah, wah, <laughs> no. And he said, well, no, that wasn't, um, that wasn't worded properly, <laughs> and they wouldn't just let her crash. But, um, you know, I had an option. Do I want to continue her on, on doing the urine cultures and giving her the antibiotics or whatever medications out there? Do I want right. to just take her off everything and literally let her crash? And I said, no, I'm not going to let her crash. I wouldn't. Anyway, it, it was frustrating. My heart just sank. Uh, there were days when I thought I'm going to lose her because there's, there's no end to this. But yeah. um, luckily, starting with the holistic with you, by getting her off all those foods and antibiotics and steroids and meds that she was on and starting from scratch, she is a totally, totally different little dog. Um, can, she's got. Can you uh, go ahead? Can you talk to our audience about the day that we met and you handed me her, with no exaggeration, inch, <laughs> inch and a half deep bio folder? And I, at my memory, is that I, I sat there with you and I kept flipping through stuff, flipping through stuff, flipping through stuff, and um, yes. I was kind of highlighting and check marking things. Do you, can you recall what I said to you? Yes, that. Well, first of all, the inch, inch and a half folder that you got uh-huh. from her was only about yeah. one-tenth of what her folder was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just no, yeah. gave me the highlights of what I really needed. Um, right. Uh, hold on. Just, I just lost my whole train of thought. Uh, you had said that as you were going through that, that every single antibiotic and, and medication that she was on, every single one of them but one or two were working against her system. So well, it was she was a, resistant to them. She, you know, she, resistant, the yes. she had were now resistant to them. So continuing to just throw them at her was not doing any, you know, it wasn't, I mean, we can't work efficiently. So, um, right. I, I do, and she was on, she was on a very specific food for yes. urinary stones. And she Correct. was on um, stuff for her joints, stuff for her mm-hmm. pain, stuff for her, you know, fish oils, liver supplement, because the stuff that she was on for so long was not very friendly to her liver. And um, I, I, rem- I remember quite, <laughs> uh, just like we're sitting here today, and I say that um, we need to change everything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember saying to her, like, so we need to kind of have a, um, kind of almost like a revival session here, because I'm going to ask you to change everything. And it's right. going to come with some unknowns, some risks. Some of the things that are on your record are kind of pretty darn scary, and you've been doing this a long time. I said, and she's weak. She, you know, she was, yes. she was pooping out. She was getting weak. Yes. And in traditional Chinese medicine, as well as any other kind of medicine or anybody that looks at, you know, loves creatures, you know that you're losing your life force. You're losing the battle. You're, you don't yes. have the tools to fight your own fight anymore. And um, she, the dog I met was that dog. She, her whole energy, her whole ability to do her thing, her whole presentation was just, I'm so tired. I'm just really, yes. really tired. You know, I'm just, yes. ugh, you know. Um, so yes. if, if you if you can share um, what <laughs> your thoughts were uh, on that presentation, and I hate, to, I hate to think that my presentation to you may have been akin to the presentation you got at the university saying, we can strip off everything way for the crash. That was kind of, you know, <laughs> the bite manner might have been. <laughs> and maybe that's what is said and what is heard are two different things usually, right? So yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's something different. So we got to get everyone off the hook that was involved in this. But I would like to hear yes. honestly from you, being being a being a four-legged family member, lover, and advocate. <laughs> where, yes. where where were you that day? Where, what did you At think? That, you I I felt, to be perfectly honest, I remember you saying to me, "Now you realize this. We have to do this 100. percent It's everything that." opposite of what you've ever done. If we go holistic, we can't go halfway. It's got to be, you know, 100% of it. And to be perfectly honest, I felt so good about that. I had such uh, confidence in you and knowing that I have done everything for Minnie in the, that the Western um, medicine has tried for her, that I have always believed that holistic is the way to go. I just didn't know how to go about it. I couldn't find a vet that that I could go to that would help me with this. I'm certainly not um, 
savvy on knowing all this stuff. I'm learning a little bit more each day. I just right. know that I, I knew at the time that she, that was the best chance that she could possibly have. I wanted her to have quality life. I didn't want to keep pumping her full of stuff that was just making her um, survive each day. Yeah, yeah right. quality of life. Quality of life. Quality of life. Uh, I love her too much. I would love to have her live to be 100, but we all know <laughs> that, that that doesn't happen. We all want our pets to live to be 100. But um, she has, from that day of just starting everything, I slowly saw her come back to being vibrant, which I don't think I have ever really seen her be vibrant. I mean, she had her days where, you know, when she was younger, she would bounce around a little bit and enjoy herself. But she was so good at hiding that she was Uh in pain, which animals do. They don't want to show that. Um, That I thought if she only has six months, I want her to have the best six months she's ever had or whatever. And now after a year of treating her with the foods and the supplements and everything that we've put her on, she is so totally different. She had that scaly, I don't know if you remember or if you felt it, she had very scaly skin. You couldn't see it, but if you would scratch her, it was like you were uh, pulling off scabby stuff. Oh yeah, and now oh, yeah. Yeah, on top of her elephant skin. Um, yes, so on top I, of her I, little I, elephant skin. <laughs> um, so and her little otter paws. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we're going to start on that day here, but I want, I want to rewind a little bit. You were you were very gracious, Krista, with the whole you know you this and you that. This um, this uh, show, this presentation, this history, this wonderful story is not about me. It's not about you know. It's about knowing that everybody that's involved does their best right. within their yes. education yes. and their experience. I have Absolutely. education of, you know, as a Western kind, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Purdue graduate. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore Western white coat. Um, but I just got a bunch more education and think differently now. And my thought process was stemmed along, was prodded along by having something happen in my life, much like this, much like your story, where it's like, boo. This isn't enough. There's got, to, there's got to be something else. Just what you're telling our listening audience now, there's got to be something else. That, right. that feeling is the reason I do what I do now, and that's why I went out and searched out other kinds of education. So when you, <laughs> when you say things like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know all this stuff, but I'm learning, I'm like, well, you, you have to go and sit down for another nine years of education, so you yeah. might as well just relax <laughs> and just, just, just see what we can do. But... <laughs> the efforts that you're making, which I think is so important for people to hear, is that above all things, you know, I want today and tomorrow to be better than yesterday. I want Absolutely. clients, I want listeners, I want every animal owner to be an animal advocate. I want them to yes. ask, be critical thinker, ask questions. Don't, you know, and right. don't believe something because it's written somewhere. Do your due diligence for your loved one because they can't make decisions for themselves. We're ultimately responsible for them. So you and I and our relationship with many was so fortuitous in its timing and the fact that it it worked. You know, I I love I love what I do and I it's um it's just it's a risk, you know, you it's a risk for me to say somebody, okay, we're gonna change everything. And it's a risk for owners and advocates to go, Okay, let's give her a go. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't give you enough kudos for sticking with her and sticking with everything Thank you. everyone told you and tried to help you. And then when the day comes when you're like, you know what, this isn't working or this, this mm-hmm. can be better or she's getting worse or your relationship with her allowed you to be close enough and observant enough to say, oh, boy, we need, we, this is not doing it. We need to do something else. We need to try harder. We need to look harder. So on the don't give up, Gail, you're, you're an 11 out of 10, Krista, so I really want to give oh, you kudos for that, for sure. Thank you. I mean, for sure, because hey, I'm, I'm not the one that has to live with many and her. For our listening audience and those of us who can see your pictures on um, the blog talk radio backslash um, Sylvia Global, the pictures of many can't even express what kind of attitude this little dog has. And uh, I think that uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a, a, a brief um, uh, description of Miss Minnie's um, attitude and what your thoughts are about how her attitude plays into the fact she's still here with us right now after everything she's done through. 
I think that she is an old soul and has um, has a lot of tenacity. She has what she's taught me is to have patience, and that's something I've never had. <laughs> I like things to work like right now, not tomorrow, not next week, but now. With all her problems, she has had a sweet, sweet personality. People love her. Animals love her. Um, she just shows patience and dignity and always has this positive little attitude for all the stuff she's gone through. She still is has that tail wagging. They even told me that at the University of Minnesota when she was going through stuff and poked and prodded all day long, and they said, oh, she just wags her little tail, and she did it at the hospital. And Oh, yes, I forgot. She also got into rat poison one time at uh, my sister's house. <laughs> We won't go down that road. I was waiting for you to bring that up. Oh, I completely forgot about that. I was looking at her. Uh, (laughs) Of course, the information that someone gave me at that time (laughs) said, oh, oh, that's that's old. That's not going to affect her. Just give her some water and walk her. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. I was hysterical. (laughs) So I took her into the emergency room, and even then, she was just... She is just a sweet little girl. Um, her personality has just always been one of, um, I think she's just a gracious little dog. She, I don't know how to explain her. She has a funny little way about her, and yet she has taught me that uh, perseverance, that's what she has. Um, she's still ready. She still wants to be here and is still teaching me a lot of, lot of things. And I know that the reason I found her is because I was supposed to have her in my life to teach me all these yeah. things and to, and to find these you. wonderful people of, um, that are into making the world a better place for animals, for people, for the environment, because I have met so, so many wonderful people. And they've all given me insight to something that I didn't know before. And now I'm thinking I have my little Kiko, who's a Chihuahua Terrier mix, and he's three years old that I adopted. And even though he's very healthy and everything, I do want to start with him on all the um, more holistic foods and supplements instead of doing, you know, anything else with medications yeah, and stuff. I mean, exactly. I know there's there's a reason for, for Western medicine, and they have their place, and holistic has their place, but we need to combine the two to make it a better place for our pets and for, for the world, I think. Well spoken, my dear, well spoken. And the thing, the thing that's, you were just a very powerful statement. I really, really, that was, that was perfect. I, you know, I, I think you're going to get half the show if I could talk about it. <laughs> um, the, the thing with holistic, for sure, is that it has to be inclusive. You know, it has to celebrate everybody that's involved. And, um, and that, of course, is Western myth. Of course it is. You know, it's a, the idea that I sometimes run into people that think that I'm in competition with them or people that think that um, I'm just right. somebody that likes to massage dogs. And I, I was like, well, actually, I know a little bit. I know a few things. So that every time that we have opportunity, like we do now, just kind of spread the word and say this, this is a positive, supportive, inclusive way to approach our health, our well-being, um, and that address the roots of the things that we see on the outside. That's the beauty of holistic. So, right, you know, right. Your, and your bravery and insight in actually going down the road less traveled is to be commended. So let's go Let's go back to Minnie with food because you mentioned it for your yes. other response, four-legged fuzzy. She was on a prescription diet that was uh, for the type of stones that she had. She had calcium oxalate stones, and that Correct. is very much standard issue stuff. So Correct. Um, in, traditional, in traditional Chinese medicine and in, in holistic medicine, two of the most powerful things we have for healing and getting you into homeostasis, getting you back into balance is the air you breathe and the food you eat. So right. um, we, uh, we immediately switched. Uh, well, that's not true. It wasn't immediately. Because many had antibiotics, steroids, rat poisoning, multiple surgeries in her life, <laughs> you, might, you might be able to imagine that her gastrointestinal tract, her processing of food and nutrition, um, regardless of what you put in her mouth, might have been a little bit impaired, whether it was medication, right. probiotics, inflammation, who, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So 
doing the probiotics on her was huge to try to replant her garden of probiotics so she was ready to make use of good food and good supplements and those types of things. So, um, And then we got her onto a dehydrated organic food product that um, was very specifically chosen for her because this is very important that if you have stones, you have crystals, you have casts in your urine, there's a piece of that that's dictated by the pH, the acidity, or the alkaline nature of your urine. So when we choose things for a dog or a cat that has a history of different kinds of stones, whether that's calcium oxalate or struvite stone, we need to be really, really careful what foods we choose for them. Is it going to help us, hinder us, keep us where we're at? So that's the piece where self-education comes in in a humongous way, and there are many resources in um, you know, small animal uh, clinical nutrition companions and such, and then your veterinarian, for goodness sake, right? So right. I'm trying, to, trying to make sure that the foods that we chose for her before we made any decisions um, about trying to stand in front of many speeding train, um, <laughs> I, I believe that you and I sat down and had long char- uh, talks in front of clinical nutrition charts, yes. and yes to this, no to that, yes, okay, this, no to that, and then trying to make sure that our pH, based on our food and our water, was going in the right direction. So many times, rather than just saying, here, here's a bag of food, eat this, sitting down and having a conversation saying, this is, this is how these stones form, this is the pH that they require, this is the food that makes it worse, this is the food that makes it better. So for choosing to be holistic in our minimally processed food choices, we have to know what the heck we're choosing. It's not enough to just choose a bag that says holistic or a bag that says has this kind of protein. It's not enough. Mm, when you have right. underlying... So tell me a little bit about that because we did that for a long, long time together. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> a long, long time. And so the food that we chose has been an answer to <laughs> to my prayers. She, uh, I know I always laugh about this, and maybe I shouldn't say this on the show, but she has the healthiest stool I've ever seen. <laughs> she, um, it, it's like, really? <laughs> so as, I, as we started on the food, I noticed that I think with the, with the food and the supplements that she was on or the herbs, um, you could okay. see that she was de- detoxifying. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. stuff was coming out of her body, and slowly she was just getting healthier. Um, I, I am one that always went by off. Oh, they advertise that, that this is the best food, it must be the best food, you know, and then tell somebody, says, well, you know, look you at the now? ingredients. And what do I think now? No. So what do you think <laughs> now? now? <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> you really need to research it and make sure that and where the food is made. Um, I am... Um, I have to say, with all the stuff that's been going on and all the uh, things that come up in the news that, okay, now so many dogs have died from the food was being made over here and over there, I believe that we need to really watch and understand where the factories are and how the food is made and what's in the food. And if you love your pet, do the best you can for them. Just do the best, no matter no matter what the case. And I realize that sometimes it gets to be very pricey, but um, if it means cutting back on something else that's kind of frivolous, then then give it to your pet. That's just my opinion. <laughs> one but one doing... humble dog owner's gone to the mill opinion, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is why you're here, Krista, because you're you're just <laughs> such a you're just a signpost for being a responsible pet owner. And you were you were presented with a challenge on top of a challenge on top of a challenge. So with me, yeah. with with the giving you. You kind of, you know, I'm giving you tools, you know, to go forth and make your own decision about, you know, even when you and I sit down or when I sit down with any client or hopefully when you sit down with folks now, you're the one that makes the decision. Say, this is what I propose or this is what I'm thinking. How do you feel? You know, how do you feel about that? Because it's not about right. imposing 
my white coat will on you, and I hope I'm hoping that you you don't allow that to happen in any part of your life for her or for anybody you love. Right. But that kind of self empowerment and self education and your comfort level with the things that you're putting in your dog's body, in my right. um, opinion, is tantamount. You know, it's just so so important. Um, so, let's see. Um, when uh, we added many herbs to Minnie's life. Now, right. in, in my opinion and the opinion of many others, herbals are so powerful. They are so, so powerful in getting rid of the roots, the underlying cause, the underlying predispositions, the underlying um, history of accumulating bad things, toxins, dampness, you know, those types of things. Yes. Um, and um, can you tell our, our uh, listening audience here, did, did you have any ill consequence? Did, when did you start to see positive results? Was it difficult to give it to her? And um, I'm going to chime in and say herbals are extremely powerful and they need to be used and prescribed by somebody that knows traditional Chinese, right. knows, this, knows what they're doing. It's not, in my opinion, something to just be bought willy-nilly online and thrown at your friends. So please, please address right. that if you will. I, I agree 100% with that. Herbals have been around for thousands of years, and like other things, we always put a Band-Aid on it. And if you keep putting that Band-Aid on, it's going to come off. It just doesn't work. Uh, the herbals, she had no side effects. Oh, I think there might have been when we first started a little loose stool and stuff because it was just getting her body used to it. Her immune system was run down. She was trying uh-huh. to detoxify from all the, the stuff she'd been on. But I'm telling you, um, I grew up in a family um, that believed in herbs. And so that was something I was always used to. And, of course, as you get older and you kind of get away from it. But with her, it has worked wonders. I would, I would highly recommend anyone that's looking for something to really help your pet is to talk to your vet or find a vet that understands the holistic part of it and, and the herbs. And don't just go to a store and pick something up and go, okay, I think I'm going to give this to my cat or my dog. Um, right. It's something that right. needs to be studied, and I certainly don't uh, know that stuff. I, I enjoy reading about it and what it does for you, but it has it has done wonders for her. She, I do not believe that after over a year that Minnie might even still be here if if we hadn't started her down this path. Wow! Wow! That's so, powerful! Wow! <laughs> I, I I really don't think so. I think her I think her immune system and everything would have declined more and more. Uh, she might still be here, but would not have a good quality of life. Uh, she's like I said. I am. It just makes me happy when I see her the way she is, um, bushy-tailed, sassy. That's the way she should be, and uh, just happy. She's a happy little dog. Um, can Can you Can you kind of uh, further expound on that a little bit with regard to like your daily routine with her. Um, it with regard oh, to my daily routine, like, <laughs> like, like you know her her joy in her life as compared to two years ago, three years ago, when she was in the midst of these serious hospitalizations and these medications and these types of things. That you know, once we started. Once we started her on this road, it was shortly after that that she was able to jump up on the hassock, which she hasn't done the last couple of years. Uh, That's where she loved to lay. Uh, She has no problem getting up there. She bounces around. She likes to go out in the backyard. She likes to lay down. She does get her bath once a week. Um, She has to get sprayed every time she itches. (laughs) A poor little girl, she sees me coming and she goes, oh, no, Mom, please don't. She's always got something going on with her, but um, she has just, you can see in her eyes, her eyes are, are yeah. brighter. Yeah. She's more alert. She's not like, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you're just kind of lethargic? Um, yeah. she, she just is happy, and she, we take our little walks. We don't walk too far um, because she still kind of limps a little bit. She has problems with her one knee but we take the stroller along and when she's done doing her stuff and she's ready to ride we put her in the stroller and off we go and she just sits there and enjoys the world so she um she's enjoying her life and that's what i want to see i don't ever want to see the 
the sadness in her eyes at times when she would just go and, and lay down by herself. She used to love to be massaged, and I knew she was in pain, uh-huh. and then she wouldn't want to sit next to me. And um, now she's always there and um, taking part in everything that Kiko and I are doing, or she'll, or she'll just go into her little bed and sleep. But she does have a good quality of life now, and I'm so glad that I made that decision because it was the best decision to make. If, if you had to, I want to, I want to spend a couple minutes on her food um, in a moment, but since you're doing so great at this, um, please tell everybody who's listening, everybody they know, and everyone that's going to listen to this and down the road, what can or what have you learned from Minnie directly in being her partner, being her advocate during these years and years and years of kind of trials and tribulations that ended in this spot you just described to everybody? You know, what I've learned from her the most is to have patience, to always be positive, no matter, you know, you have the ups and downs, because when I would get uh, a negative review on her, my, my whole system just crashed. It would be, oh, my God, she's going to die. That's, that's how I react because my pets are the most important thing in my life. Um, she always has that uh, gentleness about her. And mm-hmm. I have to laugh because sometimes when I would get so upset at myself or like, okay, you dropped that again, and she would just sit there in front of me and go, really, Mom, is it that important? I mean, she just has that way about her to make you she, – everybody she meets – whether it's dogs that are hyperactive, she calms them. I've heard owners say that oh, my dog is, is very aggressive with other dogs or doesn't like other dogs, and Minnie comes around, and they sniff her, and they just, they're, they're just calm. She has, she has a purpose in this life. I believe yeah. she has a, a true purpose in this life of teaching me um, the, the positive things that can happen and that, if you have that outlook that, okay, it doesn't work today, but tomorrow it will be better. It's, she has brought me through a lot, and she's the one that has had the pain and gone through all the stuff. And yet she always has a sweet, gentle way about her, and I think that's what she's taught me is to have patience and to not be negative about things and to just keep plugging along because there's a reason for everything. Yes, yes, they're very, very nice, very nicely said, very, very nice, um, and that I think one of the funniest things that they do with our loved ones do is just what you described, when we're getting all whipped up and things are so important, so frustrating, and all of a sudden you look down at them and they're looking at you and they're like, really, really, just yeah. relax and take you for a walk. <laughs> you know what, let's go for a walk and just deal with this, you know, it's like, yeah. seriously, you know, yeah. just, and the way they look at you like, or tilt their head like, you're kidding, right, you know, like, are you really this ramped up? And it for me and my creatures and one of my, one of my um, well lots of my patients actually they just make you just bust out laughing you're just like I get it I Absolutely. get it <laughs> you know, like, yes I will calm down and then go out get some exercise go out get some fresh air sit down and right. you know, just chill out every you know life life is so precious and life is so short oh, yes. and yes. that 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 wasting it on the stuff that humans wasted on in my opinion and don't get me wrong yeah. i'm the biggest violator it's just that knowing that uh the things that we think are important pale in comparison to that one phone call or that one diagnosis or that one accident uh. that changes everything so um in, enjoying being with your buddies and enjoying being in the fresh air and enjoying eating you know wonderful foods and taking care of yourself even in the light Absolutely. of inches and inches and inches of medical records from all over the country which is what you happen to have is just <laughs> vitally vitally do you think important. i'll get in the do you think i'll get in the guinness world book of records <laughs> You are yeah, totally she has. On, that's for sure. Yeah, you know the thing is, uh, there have been times when we have down days, and you're in a bad mood, or you go, "Nah, I'm not going to go outside and take a walk today." But because they make you, they go, "Oh," and you're outside, and all of a sudden you feel better. And they always make you laugh. They always make you feel good. No one in the world can make you feel as good as your pets. I mean, humans, yes, they do wonderful things for you, and we do things for each other. But what a pet does is so completely different and so powerful that I can't imagine, nor do I ever want to live in this world without a pet. Yeah, 
good for you. And it's it's so true, isn't it? It's just so true. And for those yeah. of us that let's say, for those of us that let's say for our situation, financial situation, those types of things, Lord knows, probably can't afford what you went through financially with her, or maybe can't have a pet in their home, or maybe can't right. you know adopt those types of things. Um, there are other venues at which you can help, you know, or you can be exposed to our four-legged fuzzies and such. And you, it's reminding me, you adopted both of your kids, right? Yes. Yes. The last, uh, I adopted, uh, I think the last four of my kids. (laughs) And I would, you know, I love puppies. I love any kind of dog. But I honestly believe that adoption is the way to go. Anyone I've ever talked to, you, they just know that they've been saved. They just know it. And they are so grateful for everything you do for them. And that is, that is something that cannot be paid back to you in money or riches in any way. Well, well, well said. And to be frank with you, I think we need to flip that around because I, I honestly think that we're the ones that are saved. You know, we, we, we go oh, out and definitely. You know, oh, we, absolutely. You know, we saved this dog or we just said, you know, this is a cat or this whatever. And then down the road, it's by far... The flip side is, you know, just oh, my opinion. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know a number of years ago, if it wouldn't have been for my dogs, they literally saved my life. I would not be here today if it wouldn't have been for them. So, yeah, um, your pets are so powerful, and they are a gift. They are definitely a gift. How How do you feel personally about the... Uh, being a, a critical thinker, a animal advocate, and not not that crazy um, fanatical type way that some people think, but asking questions, fucking authority, saying no to an authority figure, whether it's a white coat or those types of things, in defense of or advocacy for your creatures. Because I run into quite a few people that say, I don't know what it is, they just said to give it to them, or my doctor said to do this, or my doctor said to do that, and um, not, not even knowing, not even knowing what we're putting into. Right. What, what, how, well, how, for you personally, how are you feeling about being your buddy's advocate or informed or strong? Just, you know, my opinion is you know, starting to spread. I have to admit, all the years that I've had other dogs, I went along with anything that my vet would would tell me because they were the educated ones. They were the ones that were in the in the field of medicine. They they supposedly knew what they were doing, and I've always been very very fortunate. I know any vet I've had over the years has done the best that they could, and all my dogs right. lived to be fifteen sixteen years old. Um, and I remember a long time ago, one of my dogs, uh, we were living in Kansas City at the time, and my vet said to me, he said, your dog would not be here today if it weren't for you, because when he said to give that medication at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I gave it at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, so I, I have to admit, I was guilty of that. I was, tell, tell Minnie, the last, the last few years when I realized that, you know, I really do need to learn more about this. And she was just having more and more problems. But like I said, I am, there is no way I will ever know the stuff that some other people know that are really into this also. I need to read more, and you do need to ask questions. You can't just assume saying, I don't believe in giving them all those shots. And I think that's getting to be, um, you know, yes, they have to have their rabies shots, stuff like that, but do they have to have those vaccinations to update them every two, three years? And I think we keep putting – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's a good point. It'll be a conversation for another show. It'll be very, very important. Um, I just – So I don't – go ahead. I think you you just need to ask questions. You can't just assume that the person you're talking to is um, doing. They might think that's that's the best thing for them. But I'm with Minnie all day long. You know, uh-huh. you know, you know your pet better than anyone else. What they, Thanks. how they react Very to nice. things, and this and that. Uh-huh. So I think you need to go with your gut feeling. I. Um, you just have to keep learning and prying and looking into stuff because there's so much out there. It's like anything else. Things change from day to day, and, and you just can't keep up with all of it. But if you but, can keep asking questions, 
I think that's the best way to go. Thank you so much, Krista. You like you like perfectly stated everything I'd hoped to get out of this hour. <laughs> we only have about thirty seconds left together, but okay. um, I hope to see you and Minnie again very, very soon. Out taking a walk or doing something fun with her wife. Yes, you will. And um, um, I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time and your your intimacy with our audience because I'm sure they've learned so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you so much for having me on. 